Welcome to One Moment Wiser. This is Christy Bridges, and I'm going to help you understand yourself better, improve your relationships, and connect with your creator. My guests share personal stories and wisdom, and in 2023, we're focusing on mental health from a Christian perspective. Let's get started. What anxiety and OCD both do Mm -hmm. is they kill your confidence. They do. They kill your confidence. They do. And anytime that you allow anxiety or OCD to kind of stop you from doing what you were planning on doing, going out with friends or having somebody over or ordering at a restaurant or even going out alone. Mm -hmm. um, Anytime you allow that fear to stop you, then you lose confidence. Yes. And it's very hard to gain it back, but it's much easier to say no to the next thing. That's right. And so you keep saying no, you keep saying no before long, you know, you're at a point to where you're not doing much of anything and you're not enjoying your life at all, which then can be depression. Yeah. And and you get isolated. So let's, let's break that down for a second. Um, Number one, you mentioned that, you know, the symptoms, right, can mm-hmm. can show up in little ways. Right. You know, maybe I just have to check the oven a couple of times before I leave. Mm-hmm. I just have to make sure the iron's put away or the curling iron is unplugged, you know, and go back to my bedroom three times to, to make sure that happens. Mm-hmm. Um, but if I, if I don't stop that repetition if, if I don't stop the obsessive thoughts somehow mm-hmm. right and sometimes we'll the need to tell mm-hmm. is an obsessive thought true like I I need to do this and if I have this bad thought I need to confess it I if I have this I need to do it I have uh, got to send somebody a book long text because you know yeah. and then 40 other texts because yeah I can't yeah. stop yeah. yeah yeah and and if we don't stop that when it's small mm-hmm. then it gets bigger and bigger. We we and it begins to disrupt your life. Yeah, we start to progress. Mm-hmm. And and if we don't, if we let fear stop us, now that that's stopping behaviors, right? Right. If I don't stop a behavior, I'm going to end up further and further down a road that's going to make me miserable. Right. And disrupt my relationships, my job possibilities, my yeah. life. Yeah. If I don't start doing things that are a little uncomfortable that don't follow the OCD routine mm-hmm. or don't uh, follow the, whatever the compulsion is, if I don't start doing those things and quit letting fear hold me back, then fear is basically every time I let fear win, it gives me a brick. Mm-hmm. And each brick makes it harder to step out of my door yes. into the the open world, right? Into right. the free world. Right. And pretty soon I have a whole wall where I used to have a door. Yes. And um, we can't let fear win. No. We can't let fear win. I remember talking to a friend of mine who was, uh, they had a childhood trauma where someone had drowned. And they didn't like water. Mm-hmm. And at the time, you know, they, they'd go to the lake. But then... Pretty soon, they just chose not to go to the lake anymore. Mm-hmm. And an opportunity came up to go to the beach. And now I don't like water. 
And then eventually, you know, opportunities for cruises. Oh, mm-hmm. I, I, I don't like water. Mm-hmm. Uh, there's no way I'm getting out over that. Well, the thing is, those sound like fun things that people could pass up, right? Right. But what they've done is they've let fear break them in. Yeah. And, and maybe you don't ever actually want to go on a cruise. That's okay. That's your thing. Right. But any foothold you give to fear breaks mm-hmm. you in. And it's going to show up in other ways in your life, doesn't it? Yes. It, it limits your ability to get out of your comfort zone because you're already in a habit right. of letting it take over. Well, and it defeats your confidence. Mm-hmm. So then you don't feel good about yourself and you don't feel like you have the ability to win over this thing or to do what you need to do or want to do mm-hmm. or sometimes have to do. Yeah. You know, um, I have known it to take over so bad that I had a client that wouldn't leave their house. Yeah. Because some things had happened, some things were said that really hurt the person. Um, and they got afraid to be out on the outside because of what was going to be said or what they might, what other people might think of what of them. Mm-hmm. Um, and I remember it took us a long time, but we finally were able to work through all of those fears. And she was able to go to the duck pond down below her house and sit and let the duck, you know, with the ducks. That was the first time she had left her house in five years. Oh, that is wonderful to hear, though. Yes. Such a, I, there's hope. Yes. There's hope. Yes. We don't have to stay stuck. We do have to identify. Right. And we really need a person mm-hmm. to help us identify because we don't see. Right. Right. Um, but then and then we need to take action. Mm-hmm. But we don't have to stay there forever. No. No. Because what might be comfortable today isn't going to be comfortable later. There's going to no. be times when you're going to recognize you've lost something. Yes. Yes. That's just true. And, you know. The Bible is full of scriptures and verses about fear not. Yes. Fear not. Fear not. And, we, you know, God himself asked us to get out of the comfort zone. Mm-hmm. To step out. To do what God has called us to do. And sometimes that can be really scary. Okay. Really scary. But if we never do that, how is God going to move us forward? Yeah. It makes me think of Peter stepping out of the boat. <laughs> right? That would be scary for most of us, right? I can't imagine what was going through his head. I know, right? Like, <laughs> you know, but he kept his eyes on God and he did it. Yeah. He stepped out of the boat. And one small step at a time. And then he lost focus. But he stepped out of the boat. Right. And he could have stayed in the boat. Every other disciple stayed in that boat. They went on to have decent lives, right? Yeah. But oh, the things Peter was able to do. Yes. Because of what happened in his spirit mm-hmm. when he took that step of faith. Exactly. We, you know, what is it? It says it's for freedom that Christ set us free. Right. It. Jesus said himself, I've come to bring abundant life. 
We don't know what that looks like. C.S. Lewis said we're content making mud pies, you know, when we're told that we could actually have a vacation at the seashore. Right. And that's a bad quote. I mean, you know, badly quoted, but but that's about what he said. And Mm -hmm. I've always remembered that we don't know what God has in store for us. And in order to be ready, we have to we have to give him that faith. Yes. Besides, if Kelly Mm-hmm. If you were the best cook in the universe, and I never let you cook dinner for me, <laughs> and you might be the best cook in the universe, hey, we could find I'm out. Pretty good. <laughs> I wouldn't say the best, right? I'm but if you good. were the best cook in the universe, I never let you cook dinner for me. I'm starving to death over here, but I never let you cook dinner for me. How's that going to make you feel? Well, I'm going to feel like you don't trust me. Right. We have God, our Creator. Yes. Who has given us everything we need for life and godliness yes and we got to be able to give him our our faith Mm -hmm. and say you created me for companionship lord he he created us so that he could walk in the garden with us right right um he loved us so much that when we were out of companionship jesus came and died for us yeah so he has shown us how much he wants Yes. To be with us through everything. Absolutely. And we have to give him our faith. And he will take us by the hand and walk us through. But here's the thing. Yeah. I've heard so many Christians say, well, I've prayed for God to heal me of my anxiety. I've prayed for God to heal me of my OCD. I've prayed for God to heal me of my depression or this and that. Yeah. And can he take it automatically in a minute? Absolutely he can. Mm-hmm. He has the ability. Right. But I feel like what he walked me through is I had to work it out. I had to go back. I had to examine my past. I had to deal with that pain and that hurt. Mm-hmm. I had to walk it out. I had to take the step to say, okay, I can't let this, I can't let anger be my boss. Yeah. I can't let anger be my boss which anger was probably coming from anxiety yeah it is a symptom but i didn't recognize it i didn't feel anxious because when i think of anxiety i think of people wringing their hands and having these racing thoughts and you know no i just blew up Mm -hmm. (laughs) but it was anxiety it was anxiety i just didn't recognize it as anxiety But you did recognize something that got you started. Right. And, you know, every single person that we get inspiration from as Christians. Right. uh, And even if you're not a Christian, look at the people you get inspiration from. Every single person we get inspiration from isn't a story of overnight success. It's a story of a long period of time Mm -hmm. where they applied the tools they had. Right. Where they applied and themselves and and struggled and overcame right we are inspired by overcoming for a reason mm-hmm. so tell me about these scriptures you have well um just a few and they're they're you know the i say the tried and true the ones that most people know i love it. um philippians 4 6 and nothing be anxious but in everything by prayer and petition with thanksgiving let the request be made Um, Peace I leave with you, my peace I give you, not as the world gives, I give to you. Mm -hmm. Don't let your heart be troubled, neither let it be fearful. 
Wait, wait, wait. Don't let your heart be troubled. Right. Well, that means I have to stop Big Bertha. <laughs> <laughs> that does mean you have to stop Big Bertha. If my heart Absolutely. is troubled, then, then I can trust that Jesus said, I give you peace. Right. Right. Mm -hmm. If I if I have something, I have the remote control. Right. I can turn on the TV, but I have to use the remote control. Yes. Um, and that's a process. That honestly, we we talk in these practical metaphors, but that it is a process. It is. Don't be frustrated if you and, haven't gotten there yet. And you may not be ready. Right. And and that's okay. If you're not ready to deal with the hurt and the pain, mm -hmm. okay. But when are you gonna be ready? Yeah. And let's start with something small, right? The, mm -hmm. the least scary thing. Right. And um, and do one thing that that is uncomfortable to start yes. building those muscles. Step out of your box. I didn't mean to interrupt the scripture here, but no, that was that's good. Fine. I like it. Yeah. Um, let's see. Tell those who have fearful heart. Tell those who have a fearful heart, be strong. Don't be afraid. Behold, your God will come with vengeance. God's retribution will come and save you. Mm. But that is working your, it's working yourself out. It is working through your pain and your comfort because then God is going to turn that around mm -hmm. and you are going to be able to help somebody else. Yes. That is struggling with what you struggled with before. It's true. I was just talking to a lady yesterday who um, was a caregiver. Mm -hmm. Nanette Holloway was a caregiver for her father. Mm -hmm. She didn't want to be a caregiver for her father, but she ended up having yeah. to take care of him through his final days. And it was life changing for her. And she ended up being a hospice worker. And she said she knew even before that happened that God was preparing her for that because she just felt it. She just, it was just the natural result of what she mm -hmm. had learned. Right. And that's, and that's it. And like, um, working through my forgiveness to, from the rapist of when I was 13. Yeah. Like I had to work that out. I bet. And I could have been afraid and I could have stayed angry and mad or I could give it over to God and, understand that I had to do the actions of forgiveness, that I had to do that. And that was difficult and hard yeah. and, you know, not unfair. unfair. Yes. I felt like it was unfair. Yeah. But it's just like, you know, I wanted God to forgive me. So I had to forgive others. Yeah. And not just that for my own self, you ended up healing because of I that. was able to heal yeah. because of that, because the things that played in the front of my mind all the time, even though I, I'm not going to say I thought about it daily mm -hmm. and well, in the beginning I did, um, but, at, but it would always come up. Yeah. You know, if I was on a date, it would come up. If I was even thinking about talking to somebody, it would come up. If I got in a situation where there was closeness, it would come up. Yeah. But when I forgave, none of that came up anymore. Wow. For me, I was able to get through it. 
And that doesn't mean you can put yourself in unsafe situations. No, not necessarily, but I did date. Right. (laughs) You know? But you could do it again with freedom. Yes. Yes. That's beautiful. Yes. Now, and I was actually married um, before I was able to forgive, forgive. Um, It's stages, isn't it? Yes. Uh, yes, when we there's four forgive, stages of forgiveness, and I did not know that you have to walk it out. Really? Yeah. Okay, tell me about these four stages. I, I know this is not our topic, but I'm just curious <laughs> now. What are these four stages of forgiveness? Okay, so the first phase is just to admit that there needs to be forgiveness. Mm-hmm. The second stage is to really look at the situation and decide whether or not you want to forgive. So a lot of people stop right there. Yeah, they decide they want to forgive and they forgive, right? And they say the words, I forgive. And that's what I did when I was 10. Right. Right. But then step three is you are supposed to put your feet in that person's shoes and understand or try to understand maybe what happened to them. Mm -hmm. And that's Again, not saying what they did was right, no, not but it's being able as a human to empathize yes. and see them as a human. Right. Exactly. Which is the only way it's possible right. to forgive. Right. And by doing that, I was able to see that he had had a hard life, that things, you know, that I'm not going to go into his right. detail, but... I w- and the same thing with my parents and the same thing with anybody else I've ever forgiven. Mm-hmm. I was able to see that, oh, maybe if I had went through all of that, maybe I don't know that I would have chosen the same thing. Right. But I wouldn't be good mentally either. Right. Right. I might make some bad decisions. Right. And then step four, which was the toughest for yeah. me, is what good came out of what happened. That's very tough. Yes, that's very tough. And for me, not that that was God's intention or Mm -hmm. anything like that. Right. But I knew that I never wanted to date anybody like him again. Well, yeah. And I look at that as a positive. You recognize that red flag. (laughs) And and now that I'm older and wiser, Mm -hmm. I get to help other women who've been in my situation. And yes. understand that they can reach forgiveness when it doesn't feel like it. And that they're not alone. Yes. And they're not the only people that's ever went through it. Yeah. You know. So, in a sense, I'm able to give back. And that's something that good that that came, that I made out of it. Or that God turned it around. And, and, and you're a family made. counselor. Yes. So, you actually, without realizing it maybe, are helping boys who are... Mm-hmm. potentially headed for situations where he went right um, ahead of time. Yes. And, and that's a blessing. I, I don't believe God puts bad things in our lives. No. Um, but he does give people choice and he is never unprepared. Right. And he, he can turn anything right into good because, if we allow him to. Right. Because I could have chosen mm-hmm. to, Allow that to make me bitter and angry, and it did for a long time. I bet. Um, 
and I could have chosen to be, you know, a male hater and, and think guys were terrible and awful. And I did for a bit. Um, or I could have said, you know, and one of the trauma responses of rape is you just give up and go, well, this is what it is. And I'm just going to take control and I'm just going to say yes to everybody so that I have control. Yeah. You know, feels like control. It's, it's not. not. <laughs> it's actually diminishing your soul. But, yeah. but you feel like you have control. You feel and like you it. feel powerful in that. That's right. Um, but it's really damaging. And you end up not forming connections. You end up not being able to get close. You end up with this seething, resentful anger. And very limited deep, relationship skills. Yes. Deep down inside of you. Yeah. That you don't, you're not consciously aware that that is what is going on. You're not. Mm -hmm. But when I was able to get to level four mm -hmm. in the forgiveness it was like a huge pressure relief. Wonderful. It was like the weight of the world came down off of me. And, you know, so a lot of times you say, well, I've forgiven them. I don't know why that would still be bothering me. I get that a lot in counseling. Yeah. Um, I forget. I know. I understand what happened. Okay. So you're at level three. Yeah. But you are not at level four. Right. So we need to push and get to level four. Because on the way to level four, mm -hmm. you have to acknowledge how it's affected your life negatively. Yes. To get to where you can see how it affected your life positively. I know, you know, at 10, they said, oh, well, you're supposed to forgive. And I said, oh, okay, well, I forgive. And then at 22, Mm -hmm. I reached the point where I noticed all the places in my life that this had affected. And I had to go through a year of mm -hmm. the forgiveness process yeah. where it became really true. Yeah. And it, um, on the way through that, I, I think there should be like a, I don't know if it'd be a three and a half or a four and a half, but forgiving God mm -hmm. because, because he was there. Mm -hmm. And I've had and so it many, still happens. I've had so many clients say, well, I shouldn't have to forgive God. God doesn't do, didn't do anything wrong. God didn't do anything wrong. I said, but at that time, in that place, mm -hmm. at that moment, mm -hmm. you felt like God should have protected you or provided and he didn't. Right. And so now I'm not saying yeah. that that means that God was wrong. Right. But it means that that's how you saw it. Mm -hmm. And so you do have to forgive for that. But the thing that I think one of my clients even helped me realize that I had not thought of because he was having a tremendous problem with forgiving God. Yeah. Like, uh, God knows to, no wrong. Why would he need to be forgiven? Right. You know? <laughs> um, and I was like, okay, so, you have to forgive God so that you can be forgiven. So mm -hmm. not that you have to be like, how did I put it? I'm trying to remember. You have to forgive God. Mm -hmm. So your little child or your younger self mm -hmm. can be healed and trust again and trust. And then you have to ask God for forgiveness 
for not trusting him yeah. and for not, or for blaming him or whatever. Yeah. Um, so it's kind of a twofold. Yeah. <laughs> I had to you forgive him. God, but then you turn around and you ask God to forgive you yeah. for blaming him. Right. <laughs> I had to come to the point where I could accept that the same Jesus who died to save me died to forgive this person mm -hmm. for that action. Right. Knowing what that action was and what it would do to me and right. still was willing to forgive and, um, and make that sacrifice. And it, it was a process, you know, and this, yeah, definitely doesn't mean God is wrong, but there's, there's a difference between truth and how we feel well, and we have to deal with how we feel. Right. right? And yeah. I've had to recognize for me that that was his own personal will. Yeah. That was not God's will. Oh no. And, but God, just like he can't make me get saved, mm -hmm. he can't make somebody do what they don't want to do. Right. That's true. He can't fight free will. No. But That's boy, he will law. love us to wholeness, really. Yeah. Oh, man. So tell me more of this. Well, this is just several verses. Um, when I'm afraid, I will put my trust in you. Mm-hmm. Um, let's see. For God did not give us a spirit of fear, but of power, love, and self-control. Power, love, and sound mind. Self-control. That's right. Yes. yes. We have the power to do what it takes. Absolutely. Absolutely. Um, in the multitudes of my thoughts within me, my comforts delight, my, your comforts delight my soul. Oh, thank you, Lord. Okay, so in the moment where I'm tempted mm -hmm. to hold on to my insecurity blanket, right? To hold right. on to this thing that feels safe, this blanket that keeps me in this box and feels safe. Right. Like OCD or uh, just shutting myself off because anxiety is getting me or um, whatever. Yeah, depression different things that that get us on a trajectory for bad news mm -hmm. um when i'm tempted to hold on to that blanket i can hold on to the, his comfort because his comfort gives me what delight delight see. delight comforts delight oh lord help us to delight show us lord we don't even know what we're missing but help us to trust you enough to let you show us mm-hmm and I love this one, Proverbs 12, 25. Anxiety in a man's heart weighs it down. It does. But a kind word makes it glad. Hmm. So that's to yourself. Yeah. Right? So anxiety can be going crazy. But if you will capture that thought and say, what is the reality of this situation? Be kind to yourself. Don't allow yourself to be overtaken cheer on your little guy who's fighting yes. Big Bertha or the yes. Terminator, right? That's right. Yes. Yes. And then no, I right. like that one. That, I don't, repeat that one. Which, what verse is it? Proverbs 12, 25. Proverbs 12, 25. Anxiety in a man's heart weighs it down, but a kind word makes it glad. A kind word makes it glad. Cheer for yourself. And I think that Cheer goes so yourself. much to what we've kind of been talking about. With There's so much power in our words. Yes. Yes, there is. And working out your anxiety and your fears 
compulsions and all of that, if you expect God just to come in and delete it, that's probably not going to happen. You got to do the work because He wants you to know what's yes. your what's your motto that you teach your uh, that you are clients? a likable and capable man or woman. That's right. God wants you to know you are likable and capable. Absolutely. Man or woman, say it with us right now. I, I am, am a likable and capable woman. woman. Of God. Of God. Yes. Because we can trust in him and he will work with us. Absolutely. He doesn't give us jobs to do on our own. He is with us every moment. Yes. And in the moment of our weakness, we can call on him and he will be our strength. Every he will day. Give us the courage. Yes. Kelly, it has been so wonderful to talk with you. I cannot believe our hour is almost over. I'm going to post a link in the chat to an anxiety buster magnet that you could get and stick on your refrigerator. I'm also going to post a link in the chat to these Bible verses that Kelly has been reading us so that you can use them for yourself. And God bless you. We will be back next week. Next week. See you later. Thank you for joining us. If you've enjoyed this episode, please share it with your friends and join me for two-minute daily devotionals Monday through Friday at OneMomentWiser.com. That's the digit, OneMomentWiser.com or on social media at OneMomentWiser. If you have a story you'd like to share, I would love to hear it. Just use the contact page at OneMomentWiser.com. God bless you. Thank you.